The following podcast is a deep, shallow dive production. Okay, let's go. What's cracking, party people? Hey, sorry for missing yesterday. I do apologize. I just couldn't get. <laughs> I just couldn't get an episode done yesterday. I just could not. I'm sorry. Your boy was a little bit busy trying to run a business. Anyway, I am glad I'm back. I will tell you, when I don't do an episode, I'm not going to lie. I I really do miss it. I definitely miss it. And it throws off my my equilibrium a little bit. Part of yesterday was doing a lot of the work on the book. So that actually, man, that process is a beast. I am not going to lie. I did not. I guess I had no idea what writing a book was really going to be about. And obviously, like everything I do... God, I spent a ton of time researching it and finding out best practices and really just trying to understand the best way for somebody who has never written a book before to go about writing a book. So that required a tremendous amount of research, which I did months ago. But then putting that in practice, man, it really does give me an all new respect for all the writers out there and all the books out there. Oh my God. You know, this, this kind of plays into that Steve Jobs quote that I brought up. I think I've played it a couple times now, but it's like at the end of the day, man, everything that is in this world, another human being created it. And when it comes to all these books, I mean, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible at how many people have written books Although I guess in the grand scheme of things, if you take that as a percentage of the total population, it's probably probably not that much. But anyway, long story, slightly a little bit longer. I really respect authors out there. And, you know, I'm I'm writing about something I know, which is classified as nonfiction. But then the fiction stuff where they're kind of making it up, man. That is creative. That is creative. All right. Anyway, so what I'm going to do today is, so this has been pretty interesting. The deep, shallow dive social media pages and primarily the Instagram page. I've posted some things. Actually, I've remixed some things. And if you're not familiar with the remix strategy, the strategy, strategy, what the heck? <laughs> I guess that was strategy and category in one strategy. But if you're not familiar with the remix, this is the remix. It's like Jermaine Dupree, something like that. P. Diddy. Oh, I can't bring up P. Diddy. He's got weird stuff going on. Actually, I think Jermaine Dupree's got some entanglement with P. Diddy as well. So I'm going to need another. Oh, my God. I was about to say R. Kelly and the remix, because I do like that one R. Kelly song, but you can't bring up R. Kelly either. <laughs> oh, man. This actually reminds me, gosh, I've already said three horrible things, so I might as well conclude with this one. But there was an analogy I, I used to use when I was trying to get a deal done with the United States Postal Service because I use UPS, USPS for probably 
80 to 90% of the shipping for my boost liquid vitamin business. And so I had met with their top marketing guys and, you know, it was actually really cool. Gosh, I got to go to the USPS fulfillment center in, in downtown Los Angeles. And oh my God, that was unbelievably cool and just insane. First of all, actually it wasn't in downtown. It was kind of in the industrial part of LA. First of all, this building was like the size of four football fields. I mean, it was ginormous. And then the process of sorting the mail, I mean, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. And then the most incredible part of that to me was, and I asked the guy, I go, how, how do you guys not lose every single piece of small mail out there? I'm talking about like, you know, the index card size, the postcard size stuff we get in the mail. Maybe not even regular envelopes or obviously bigger packages, but the stuff that is like a postcard, I'm like, how does this not get lost every single time? Because you should have seen these sorting machines and, you know, the automation. It was incredible. It was actually incredible. Anyway, the analogy I used with them, which at the time was okay, because this hadn't happened yet, was I basically said, hey, listen, put me in a marketing campaign. I use you guys for my business. And to be honest with you, based on the expensiveness of FedEx and UPS, I couldn't even afford to ship product. I couldn't afford to ship my liquid vitamins if it wasn't for the USPS. So let's make me your Jared or I'm Jared to your subway and it'll be amazing. I'm great on camera and I will blow this out of the water for you guys. And we actually got a little traction on it. And then, just my luck, Jared from Subway gets arrested for being a pedophile. Not that that had anything to do with it, but that really kept me from being able to use that, <laughs> that analogy anymore. So, anyway, all right. Dang, I take a day off and I turn into a babbling idiot. Okay, anyway, here's what I'm doing today. So, getting back on track. The Deep Shallow Dive Instagram page has been really interesting and it's been a pretty interesting experiment as well. And so what I've been doing is in addition to, you know, getting ready for a bunch of original content from me, I've been remixing a lot of things there. And what that is on Instagram is they allow you to basically share other content creators' content whom allow it by simply adding like, I don't know, you have to, you have to add a piece of original content onto that previous video. And so a lot of people will add a sticker. So I created like a DSD podcast sticker, and then I add that sticker to the content, some nice branding, and then you sort of release that. And I always try to put like my spin or my commentary or, you know, what, what, I think that video is about in the description. And some of this stuff has gotten unbelievable amount of views. I'm talking, you know, 1.3 million views to 800,000 to 600,000. And so 
what I thought would be interesting is I'm going to play some of these clips that have really generated a tremendous, and I'm talking like ridiculous response. I hope when I put out my original content, I can get those kind of numbers. But I think it's interesting because, you know, the clips kind of tell the story of what people are interested in. So let's, let's play a couple of these and this will actually kind of also give some current event stuff to talk about. All right, so here's the most popular one with 1.5 million views, and this is only 10 seconds long. Do the Palestinians have a right to a separate state? Well, Mr. John has been talking about human rights. Well, I think that it's... No, I don't think they do. All right, so that was a 1978 interview with Benjamin Netanyahu, the current Israeli prime minister, whom at the time... I don't think he was prime minister, although that dude's been prime minister six times. I did not know that until recently. Anyway, that was 1978. And I guess really the point that proves, which I may have said this in a previous episode, is he's been against this two-state solution forever. So he has been consistent. But that's pretty crazy. That 10-second that clip has 1.5 million views. All right, next up, coming in at 957,000 views, is an ex-IDF soldier breaking his silence. And so IDF is the Israeli defense system. So this is an ex-IDF soldier breaking his silence, and he's actually going to talk about something we haven't really addressed yet, and that is the illegal settlement occupation in the West Bank. Every house in the West Bank actually has a number. Each and every house has a number. So we would open up the maps and look at the specific house that uh, looked into the right place that we had to enter, uh, a city center or a road. Um, and after we would verify that the house has the best parameters, windows, and geographical area, we made sure the people in the house were innocent. So you, we would enter a house of an innocent Palestinian home in the middle of the night. But I, I would say that what uh, um, motivated me eventually to break my silence was the piercing eyes of young Palestinians when I was barging into their house in the middle of the night. I could always justify it to myself, but those eyes, the anger, their fear, uh, was what eventually helped me overcome that. Uh, a house of a physician in Nablus, for example, that I entered in the middle of the night, uh, taking him, his wife, and his daughter, and, and pushing them in a room. If they wanted to use their bathroom or their kitchen or use their phone, they need permission from me. Um, that specific house in Nablus stayed with me for a while because that physician himself was kind enough and generous enough to sit down and explain to me what it means to be a Palestinian. And I thought that I was a good moral soldier, that I was actually helping entrench the occupation in that sense. All right, so that clip kind of served two purposes. One, I've been wanting to talk about the illegal Israeli settlements and really what's been going on in the West Bank. But to be honest with you, I feel like people have just gotten a little bit overwhelmed with all this stuff. So, you know, as you've noticed, I've taken a little bit of a break from talking about things. But that West Bank situation, I think it's going to heat up. And you know what? That clip ideally gives you a solid background of what that's all about. And fundamentally, it's about illegal occupation by Israeli settlers. So Israelis settlers, which is basically Israeli people that live in the West Bank, they kind of go and they just 
kick out Palestinians from their homes. And this is legitimately an ongoing issue. You know, Obama's talked about this a ton, actually. He's probably talked about it more than anybody. Bernie Sanders has talked about this a lot. You know, but for some reason, it just doesn't get that notoriety. Obviously, Gaza's taken most of the attention. But I do think this occupation of the West Bank, the the illegal occupation of the West Bank, I think this is going to hit the radar big time over the next few months. I think it's going to really come to the mainstream. All right, you know what? I'm going to skip the next one. It Although it came in at a strong 647,000 views, but it was the former Defense Secretary Josh Paul whom was talking about what was taking place on the 6th of October, once again in Gaza. But let's skip that. Let's move on to another topic. All right, this next one, ironically, was a clip I wanted to play anyway. And then, this is funny, so I posted it. It it received like 200,000 views in the first, like, what felt like 20 minutes. And then I got a notification that it was taken down. This is actually on TikTok. This one I posted on TikTok. And then... Uh, it said something about like hate speech. And I was like, dude, well, this is not hate speech. So I appealed it. I won the appeal. And so we're up to almost a half a million views on TikTok. But then ironically, I got another email from TikTok that was like, your, your appeal has been accepted, but this video is still under review for copyright infringement. So this is Tucker Carlson and Vivek Ramaswamy. Again, for those of you that don't like Vivek, that's fine. But you just listen to the guy. Listen to what he says. And if you think it's malarkey, that's fine. But you have to just listen to what he says because he's the only one that is talking along these lines. Now, what he's about to say, I completely agree with, and I think you'll know why as soon as I play this clip. The real puppet they're trotting out isn't Gavin Newsom. It isn't Michelle Obama. I was wrong about that, actually. I think the true puppet masters, the thing about them is they're fundamentally nonpartisan in nature. There's a few things they care about. Keeping the foreign war machine humming is high on the list. Keeping the administrative state's control of the United States is also high on the list. They found a much more convenient puppet within the Republican Party itself. It's not Gavin. It's not Michelle. It's Nikki actually. And I think that if you just follow exactly who are the very people who are paying to keep Donald Trump off the ballot, who are funding the lawsuits, the Reed Hoffmans of the world funding lawsuits against Trump, the Larry Finks of the world, king of the woke industrial complex, CEO of BlackRock. It's just obvious and hiding in plain sight. Who are these people propping up? It's not Biden and it's not even Gavin Newsom. It's Nikki Haley within the Republican Party itself. All right. Sorry, I couldn't find a clean version of that. You know, Tucker Carlson's got his new Tucker Carlson network. And so, which, which I mean, I mean, I guess good for him because he's taking it on his own. But I will say it does make it harder for guys like me who want to rip clips. Because <laughs> I, I can't get clean. <laughs> I can't get clean versions of those clips. I've got to rip clips from other content creators like that person who put that goofy music behind it. But anyway, you know, in that clip, he talks about Vivek, that is, talks about Nikki Haley and how they're propping him up. And uh, I'm sorry, how they are propping her up. And he's right. And, you know, it's interesting. 
you've got a lot of prominent Democrat donors like Reed Hoffman, the founder of LinkedIn, and then Larry Fink, the CEO of BlackRock. You know, there's big hitters behind Nikki Haley. And when you've got Democratic big hitters that are also donating to a Republican candidate, think about that. Seriously, think about that. So anyway, he also touched on the military-industrial complex stuff, which you guys know I'm kind of big on. And, you know, I thought it was an interesting clip, and I thought the fact that it's at almost a half a million views, you know, again, that shows what people's appetite is. And obviously the Gaza situation, I will say, as I'm looking at my professional dashboard within LinkedIn, oh my gosh, probably... 80% of my top ones are regarding that. But let me see if I can find something else. Sorry, I meant my professional dashboard on Instagram, not LinkedIn. I don't (laughs) I don't really have the guts to post (laughs) controversial content on LinkedIn. No, I'm not really that active on LinkedIn. I'm really not. I think as an entrepreneur, when you go on LinkedIn, you just get hit up by people wanting to get your money get services from you and I don't really need any. So anyway, all right, this one is actually pretty interesting. And this is Ben Shapiro, the very, very prominent Republican conservative Jewish voice. You probably will recognize his voice. He's kind of a little wormy guy. Ah, He's been like unhinged during this entire process to be honest with you, I've, I and a lot of other people, I think, have lost some respect for him because, man, talk about like not being or thinking clearly at all. He's definitely resembled that. But give this a listen because, you know, I'm doing a bunch of research on this religious stuff because, as I've said, that is not my strong suit. And I really am trying to understand the really all religions. So I can try to do a couple episodes that again, no judgment, by the way, zero judgment. This is more of just like information because here's the hilarious thing. Like if, if you have a friend and if any of you are Catholic out there or if you're Christian for that matter, whenever I ask my Catholic or Christian friends, I'm like, okay, can you tell me the difference between being a Catholic and being a Christian? I will say not a lot of them are able to rattle that difference off right away. Or especially when they say they're Catholic, I'll be like, well, what's the difference between that and being a Christian? Like, where do you guys differ? And then what is a Protestant? What is a Lutheran? What is a Presbyterian? I personally don't know those, but I am looking into them and and meeting with some people that can shed light on that. But give this clip from Ben Shapiro a listen point of view where we don't believe in the divinity of Christ. I right. think that the, there you can make an argument that the, the gospels, which were written, he was just signif- a prophet and right? significant. No, no, no. We don't I even just, believe he was a prophet. What do you think he was? What do you guys I, think? I mean, was? I, what I, what do I think he was historically? I think he was a Jew who tried to lead a revolt against the Romans and got killed for his trouble. Just like a lot of other Jews at that time who were crucified mm. for trying to lead revolts against the Roman and got killed for their trouble. So he became legend and story and it became a bigger and bigger deal as time yeah, went on. Yeah, he had on. a group of followers and then mm. that gradually grew. And then do you think there he was resurrected? A, 
No, that's not that's not a, a Jewish belief. Okay, I just want to check. Yeah, no, we're we're not into <laughs> you know, we're not into zombies? miracle stories. No, that's, that's no? Not, no. You don't have any miracles? No, not 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 by Jesus. Right? No? They're they're ones There's in the, the Old God Testament. Ones? Yeah, you've got Moses splitting the sea and all that. What do you think happened there? What do I think happened there? Yeah. Well, I'll go with the Maimonidean explanation that there was, a, I mean, it says in the Bible there was a strong east wind. Uh, so there's a naturalistic explanation for a physical phenomenon. All right. That one got like 626,000 views, but I'll tell you, it got the most comments. And anything with religion gets a ton of comments. And man, there was some interesting comments. I'm going to read a couple of these. It says... Bro doesn't believe in Jesus, but believes in Bible. And then it says, why, why do you Christians align yourselves with this man? Seriously, can someone explain that? He doesn't believe in Jesus, but will quote the Bible to say Israel has the right to murder kids. This dude is making Christians look so bad. Yikes. All right, anyway, there's some of the top posts. Obviously, I wanted to draw some themes. I guess some themes that that I think people are just... Their thirst has not been quenched. The Gaza situation definitely is number one. You know, all of the election stuff is a strong second. Nikki Haley's got a lot of content out there. Vivek's got a lot of content out there. You don't really see much from... Chris Christie, or even DeSantis. He doesn't really have a lot of comments or content out there. You know, Trump's got a ton of content. Biden's got a ton of content. Kamala Harris has a ton of content. And then there's a lot of, uh, a lot of Obama content out there as well. So I guess that stuff makes sense. Anyway, got some more good stuff coming. I'm going to try and do an episode on fentanyl because honestly, I don't do drugs, so I don't really understand it that much. I really don't. I know it's bad and I know it's lacing. I guess it's getting laced in things and it's killing people. So I thought I would kind of dive into that and do an understanding there. And then we got some more good things coming. But anyway, that is it for today. Hope everybody has a wonderful day. Keep calling a spade a spade. Send me any, any content ideas. And then last but not least, track your weight, get your weight, get on a scale. Seriously, call your doctor, get an appointment for a physical, get blood work done, find out your blood type. Seriously, let's take our health. Let's take our health seriously. Get your steps in. Gosh, I think I said seriously like 50 times. Anyway, all right, everybody, call spade a spade. This episode was brought to you by Boost Liquid Vitamins. Wake up, take your boost, start your day. Drink your vitamins, build your immune system with Boost. Available on Boost.com.